0: All right, checking my levels, got everything together. So I want to welcome you to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rozelle. I am the founder, CEO, headmistress of the Sacred Pathway Academy, which also is home to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, today is a special treat because See, first and foremost, I told y'all with this season, I'm bringing all the magic. And I also told y'all that one of my favorite places to hang out these days is Clubhouse. You meet some really fabulous people on Clubhouse. And the lady on here is no exception. I was wowed by her knowledge as far as herbs and plants are concerned because it's always been something that I said that I'm gonna eventually learn. But <laughs> until that time comes, I have this dear sweet goddess by the name of Alicia Ross, who is joining us. She is the herbal mystic. Yes, she is. So welcome, Alicia. Hey, hey, hey. Thank
1: you for having me, Allison. I'm enjoying this already. <laughs> I, love I love your energy. It's helping me a
0: lot. <laughs> you know how
1: I do. You know how I do. <laughs>
0: this is just who I am I can't help it but I'm so glad you're enjoying yourself because it's going to be a juicy conversation because Mm. I I'm just again I'm fascinated you know especially when I go into the rooms and I hear you and some of the other herbalists speak so I'm like yeah we gotta talk we gotta talk so (laughs) before we jump in to talk about herbs let's talk about you so who is Alicia Ross? who is this herbal mystic that we're talking to? Oh, goodness. That's a loaded question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you sure you want all the answers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? We'll say, how did you get started? Oh, goodness. Our... I, was, I was raised in herbalism. Um, my
1: father, mainly, my mother's side of the family, we come from a lineage, multi-generational lineage of root workers and hoodoo practitioners. My father, when I was younger, we had our own garden that I used to tend to. He used to take me out foraging a lot. Um, I remember when I was younger, I was already putting different herbs and dirt in jars, acting like I was making medicine for the insect in my imaginary friends. So, I mean, this is something that, you know, I really feel like probably in a past life, I was doing the same thing <laughs> because it's so familiar to me. It's, it's automatic for me. Yeah. So I, you know, this is just something I was born into.
0: Okay. So when exactly did it start that you were like, okay, now I need to step into this. This is, this is for real part of who I am. Has it always just been what you're doing? Have you had like jobs and things that, You did previously? How did you come to get to this point? Well, I say on a personal
1: level, I've always integrated it with my boys, my children's, and my husband's. So uh, it's always been there. But on a more professional level, I started the Herbal Mystic as a business about two years ago, maybe two years and a half, because I wanted to bring my knowledge to the community around me. I started pushing myself more out into the community. I do believe that when you work in herbalism, the healing starts at home first. So once you can understand that and you're touching the, your immediate family, then you can go out into the community. I waited a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get that because, I mean, that's that's going to be your starting point. That's where, you know how can you tell anyone about something if you haven't experienced it yourself you know so that's that's really great that you put that in there so alicia take me back to this little girl with the jars i think that is adorable and wonderful so when you were watching your father well let me let me back up so when you say your father was taking you out into your garden so what was it, some of the things that you all grew um, in your garden was it just strictly herbs did you do fruits and vegetables too what was that
1: um, okay so the um, this was back home in California we had like an l-shaped garden and then we have a pretty nice sized property so we had the fruit trees we had pomegranates out there And then we had our vegetable garden that had our potatoes, our corn, we had onions, we had tomatoes, we had cucumbers. (laughs) We (laughs) had a lot of things out there. And then in addition to herbs that we had that were prevalent for that zoning, but I remember the mint the most Mm -hmm. because I used to love the mint. I used to take it and I just used to chew on the mint and it's very aggressive. So once you start mint, it's just everywhere. It takes over everything, but that's mainly the part that I enjoyed about it was
0: the mint. Mm. I do love fresh mint. Fresh mint is really, really good. And it's not as minty, I guess, as as candy. When they make candy, Mm -hmm. that's mint of any kind. Like a mint leaf is, first of all, extremely just like the fragrance of it is just amazing. And then the taste, when you add it to like a tea, or anything like that. It's very refreshing. It's cooling, um, and it just makes you feel like really clean when you. It does. Do that. I have peppermint in my cup now. Oh. <laughs> I have peppermint, <laughs> lemon
1: balm, and a calendula flower. Um, it's always been something that I like in the morning. I like it to wake me up. Um, it cools. You know, sometimes we kind of get a little hot around here, so it just it does cool my energy a lot. But um, mint. Is, peppermint is one of my favorite ones.
0: Mm. Yeah, peppermint is really, really good. I love peppermint. That that smell, that fragrance, just
1: mm. I can just mm.
0: sit. And another one that I love the smell of is basil. I love fresh basil. It is so good to me. Like, <laughs> I'm Like oh my god,
1: <laughs> going to a euphoria, right? <laughs> yes, it's like
0: yeah. nana from heaven. Like oh my mm. god, it's so good. Um, and it's really pretty to look at, too. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing about a lot of herbs. OK, so you're a little girl. You got your garden at home. Sounds like you all really didn't have to go to the grocery store to buy your food. Your, your family was all on look. <laughs> we got their plant life right here. Right <laughs> we'll go here. go to the store yep. for other little things. But this, we got this, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, so now let's talk about these present days. As far as now, we're starting to see a lot of people getting back into growing herbs, growing vegetables. Can you talk a little bit about um, what that's like for you and and what is your insight to how a lot of people are starting to get into that now?
1: Um, I'm glad to see it. I, I feel like we're just returning to who we really are. We're remembering who we are at this time. Um, the shift is needed. I think that it's a cycle. Um, So we're, we're repeating a cycle where we've gotten a little bit too far away. It's kind of like your mommy used to tell you "We got too big for our riches. And now spirits kind of weaning us back in the, the earth is weaning us back in and say, Hey, don't forget, this is your source. I'm your source Um, for you to be, you know, at your optimal um, performance, you know, all these chemicals and stuff out here. Um, For me, my husband and I have decided to, we've moved a little bit further out and we're looking into some land so that we can do our own farming out here. I kind of want to get a little bit further out um, and also be able to give a little bit more back to my community.
0: Mm.
1: So that's how it looks to me. But this movement that I'm seeing I'm, ha- I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to see it. It's needed.
0: Yeah, we've yeah. gotten too far. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead with what you were going to say.
1: No, yeah. I was just saying, um, uh, we just gotten too far away. I mean, our health is, is declining late now because of all this codependency on chemicals and wanting things right now. Yeah. Um, I think when we're doing this shift back to nature it's helping not only with our physical health, but our mental health. Because herbalism teaches you patience if it doesn't teach you anything else. It teaches you to honor the earth. It teaches you to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. It teaches you to honor energy and understand how to work with just different types of energy. Um, it does give like a peace of mind if that makes sense yeah and then it also gives your reward because if you start something from a seed, there's a joy and kind of like I did this and then you see it grow and then you see the food that you can actually eat you're like I did this. this is something that I partnered with the earth to do so there's the rewards that come with it too.
0: Oh that's so beautiful just the way that you said I partnered with Mm -hmm. the earth and I partnered that just that's that's really what it's about is I always teach we were created to Mm co-create and we co-create with spirit we co-create with the earth we co-create with our ancestors and we have that that uh assignment if you will in our lives now we can choose to not accept it Mm -hmm. A lot of times for some of us, our callings will, you know, <laughs> jump on us and wrestle us to the ground until <laughs> we submit. I'm <laughs> guilty. Because <laughs> we keep running from it and then it just <laughs> like my- it catch you and just be like, I see it, come here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I love that you put it as a partnership because to me, When people are starting to now grow their herbs, grow their vegetables, their fruits. Number one, yes, it's very common. A lot of people say, you know what, when I'm in my garden, that's my Zen. That's my moment where I'm just like, I'm not worried about anything else. It calms me down, you know, and so on and so forth. So I think that's the part of it where we got so disconnected is the the energy exchange between us and nature to where we give and nature gives it back so I just the way that you put that was perfect perfect and I I just like oh yes a partnership because that's what it is yeah
1: I think it reintroduces us to the law of reciprocity (sighs) Mm -hmm. um and you know us being reminded that you don't take without giving something back even if it's just your breath or it's gratitude you're still giving something back so um i think this is it's just a reminder to us right now we got to be reminded sometimes we get too big for our breeches like i said we do
0: <laughs> yeah and we think we grown, but you know. <laughs> we really do. Yeah. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> well, okay. So um I'm wanting okay, so I live in an apartment. And okay. It, it would make me so happy to one day be able to, you know, say, OK, now I got my house and I can start really doing some stuff. But until that happens, if I'm in an apartment and let's say I wanted to have me like some fresh herbs, what would you recommend that I do? Um, how would I do it? What would be some things that you would do in in a confined space to still be able to have like some fresh herbs?
1: Um, I would start. Uh, We call them grow boxes, um, which is I use one of the old plastic uh, totes from like the Dollar Tree and I get my dirt pods and I make the seeds and then I put grow lights on them and they don't have to be big. You can do like one pot of each herb because you're going to put several seeds in there. So it's going to give you several different sprouts and then you can start that indoors if you have a balcony you can, um, once they get about two inches tall, depending on what you're growing, the, that depends on your climate, you know, your hardiness zone, because you're dealing with your temperature. Mm-hmm. But right now we're going into the fall. So you're looking at your mints, you're looking at oregano, you're looking at thyme, that's good. Um, and then you migrated over to a pot or like I get those buckets from like lowe's or family dollar the orange Mm -hmm. brown buckets are like three dollars and something and you can transplant your herbs and even um a small vegetable into one of those and grow them on your balcony and have you like a we call them urban gardens i mean Mm -hmm. you can have the same concept and they get really full so you'll have enough for yourself
0: oh because I, I keep trying to figure out the logistics of it and i think maybe because i tend to overthink sometimes i think yeah. maybe i'm thinking <laughs> <you> too hard <laughs> <laughs> so that's keeping me from you know really stepping in and just going and getting myself you know in there it's and really doing it.
1: it it's really simple get like see that bookshelf that's behind you even on that le- on on that shelf right there you can put um like a little small shoe box, the, the bins that have the top on it and put a grow light over it and start your pods right there. You don't wow. have to have a large space and it's right there by that natural light too. So that helps out too. Wow. Um, you don't have to, so that can start you off and then you don't have to have a big corner. I know you would like to, but <laughs> <laughs> in your space, you can have enough for you.
0: Man, okay, so I am overthinking this. Just okay, yes, (laughs) ma'am. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I will go and get like some things. Oh, here's a question for you: okay, plastic pots or clay glass pots, which ones are better? Well, okay,
1: so for drainage. I'll use the the nursery pots that have the holes in them. That's the best thing. If you don't have good drainage, it depends on the soil that you're going to be using. Um, in the back of my house, we have planter beds that, that I built, but I like to use the plastic ones, especially as they grow bigger, they're going to get root bound. So you're going to need a bigger pot. So the plastic ones are easier to repot a plant out of.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Now,
1: if you want the look, you can always put that plastic pot, the nursery pots that they come in, inside a clay pot for the look. Mm-hmm. And that way, what you can do is in that clay pot, because those usually don't have drainage hole. you can actually water your plant from the bottom. So if you put a little bit of water in the bottom of that clay pot and then put the plastic pot in it, those roots will suck up the nutrients from the bottom instead of you
0: watering it from the top. Oh, okay. Because I was scared that if I did something like that, I would kill it.
1: <laughs> no, it actually helps with you not overwatering
0: it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then now that's something I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I have her on here, y'all. Is because it ain't just for you all to learn something. I want to know some stuff tip. So, um, <laughs> you know, you could always ask me. <laughs> I know, I know we yeah. we cool like that I know but I just I really appreciate you coming on because I know a lot of so like within my business as an energy healer mm-hmm. a lot of questions come up in some of my courses where people will start asking me stuff about like herbs and and utilizing herbs in their healing practices as well as like if they're creating their own teas and things like that so you know I know like Paquito on that stuff. So <laughs> that's why I wanted to introduce them to you so that that way, when they have those questions, they have someone who has a website, who has product, who has the herbs and the knowledge to be able to steer them in the right direction. Because I'll be very honest, there are some people who are herbalists where I don't feel that maybe, they're because I, I can't judge whether their information is incorrect or correct, but mm-hmm. they're just not approachable. And the information that they're giving sometimes feels a little over your head. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm like, please break it down in, in like you're explaining to a five-year-old, because mm-hmm. if you're talking too far above my head, then I'm like... <sighs> okay i don't want to do this now you you've killed my my joy of wanting to do it
1: so you made it too hard you made it too hard yes it i think it's simple you know even when you're doing your blends even when you're doing your tinctures um i always encourage people to start off with one herb at a time get to know that herb. you're developing a relationship It's like when you're first meeting a new person, you get to know that energy, how it tastes, how it feels. Does it even want to work with you? Because we don't get permission to work with every herb just because it's out there. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people it can be all that simple. You know, just start off with one at a time, get to know it, see how you react to it. That way you can have more of a personal relationship with your herbs rather than you just saying, hey, I read this in a book you know, I know we're not, there's so many herbs out there that it's almost, it's, it's, it's impossible to know everything right off the top of your head, but at least get you a good strong foundation on herbs Yeah, that way. Yeah. Keep it simple.
0: Okay. That's the best thing to do because it gets overwhelming. It's kind of like, you know, and that's, uh, it's a great point that you, you brought that up about impossible to know every single herb and every single you know thing about them. Mm-hmm. And that's another reminder that I do a lot as well in a lot of my teachings. When you are on this journey of spiritual wellness, you don't have to know everything. You exactly. don't because it's mm-hmm. impossible. And quite honestly, I don't want to know everything. I don't want to know all that. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it a is responsibility it mm. is so um, when it comes to because I like that what you said about it being a relationship so when you talk about herbs um, or plants and people are wanting to get into it so if it's a relationship how would they go about picking the right one that does want them to like work with them if that makes sense
1: A lot of times herbs, when it's time for you to work with them, they'll show up. Um, One of the things that we understand in our um, traditional practice is everything is right outside your door. So if you take a walk outside your door and snap pictures of things that even look like herbs and go to the herb identifier, there's some online, there's apps you can use, those herbs typically show up for you because there's something that is either in your current situation that you're dealing with or it's coming up soon. So that herb is saying, hey, you have my permission to use my energy and that's what we need to use. Um, as you progress and you get a little bit more advanced and you could start reaching outward, but always work with what's with with right
0: outside your door first. Okay. So like going outside, like people like me who live in the South, where there's parks everywhere, <laughs> yes. Yeah, everywhere there's a park. You can't sneeze in Atlanta without hitting a trail of some sort. So mm-hmm. even if I'm going on a walk out in mm-hmm. many of the different nature trails, so if I see something, mm-hmm. I can just snap a picture of it. And that's how the relationship can start. Yes. That your-
1: Take a picture of it. Don't harvest or forge anything that you're not ready to use. You can touch it. You can talk to it. You can get an idea of the colors. Pay attention to the leaves and the buds on the herbs so you, you can get a good identification for it, you know, so because it's going to show up again so that you get a good relationship, like a firm foundation, of understanding what it looks like before you start trying to work with it and then you can take it to the app and say hey this is what i found
0: Hmm. okay so for me i'm a flower child i love flowers Mm -hmm. and i that's my next thing that i want i know i want some fresh herbs but i also because like i'll buy myself fresh flowers and i love it but eventually i know i want to grow something um Mm -hmm so when you grow flowers and i do know that some flowers you can use the petals to do different you know mm-hmm. um concoctions i'll say that cuz i can't think of the word that i'm trying to think of <laughs> <laughs> so when you're trying to start to grow flowers mm-hmm. is there a difference because i know sometimes there's some plants that i i can buy and and keep and they do really well and I don't kill them but flowers (laughs) when in the past the only ones that I did successfully in the past were African violets I love them and they were just like a joy to me I would talk to them I just I love them but I want to branch out so Mm. talking to someone like myself who's scared now because I don't want to kill them What about flowers? Do you ever grow flowers too?
1: Yeah, I do grow flowers. With flowers, you have to definitely pay attention to the timing um, when you're planting them um, because of like like the African violet, let's take that for example, it's very resilient. You're going to find that in all four corners of the earth it's gonna be everywhere. That's why a lot of people like to grow it. But then you have flowers like the hydrangea, even though you see them out in abundance, they need a lot of sunlight, Mm. a lot of direct sunlight. So if you don't have that environment for them, they're not gonna do well. Um, Understanding flowers, to me, let me say this. I talk to my flowers and I play jazz for my flowers. Flowers, have a, to me, have a different energy to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being mindful of what that energy. Study the energetics of that flower and know what it's for so you right. can create that environment. Because I understand also that when you have a hostile environment to a flower that is really not as aggressive, that flower doesn't do as well. Mm-hmm. It wilts it kind of sags because its environment's not conducive for what it's used for. Um, But, you know, just paying attention to the energetics in your temperature because it could be
0: too humid for a lot of flowers too. Okay. Good to know. Because like I said, I love flowers. I love them, Mm -hmm. but I'm scared (laughs) because, again, I don't want to kill them. Not had good experience in the past. But that makes so much sense that you said that about the environment, you know, making sure that it's it's conducive to what they need and what they require and everything else. So that makes a lot of sense because I can't just buy something just because I like it. I have to make sure that it it can be in this environment. So I got it. All right. So let me see here. I remember, what did I see here? So you, let's talk about your business as far as the things that you offer, because you do offer a lot of like loose herbs um, and just various herbs and plants that people can purchase from you on your website. Um, So first, let me ask you this. How did you get into that? How did that become like a, a thing that you said, you know what? This is something I need to do to share with the world. How did that come about? Um, I was buying a lot um,
1: for personal. I was like, as much as I have here, I don't like to waste things. So Mm -hmm. let me put myself in a position to where I can still be able to use for me and my family. But then I can give to my community and also have reciprocity and get paid for what I'm doing. You know, so that's that's pretty much how I got started I mean I already had um the suppliers that I get mine from and so I decided just to move forward a little bit further out into my community
0: beautiful excuse me and what I love about your products is on your packaging you tell people what they can do with the products and Mm -hmm. not just say okay so here's this herb good luck (laughs) <laughs> try it out <laughs> you have to know exactly what you're doing you know but you you give that information so as a person who's not an expert with that I say thank you for doing that because it makes me feel secure in what I'm buying is that I'm buying something from someone who can not only sell the product to me but tell me what I'm supposed to do with it when I got it hmm I'm a very foundational person
1: like that. I think I'm like that in anything in my life. That's why sometimes even when we're in clubhouse, I'm quiet. Because unless I can tell you the very foundation of something, I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> because I feel like if it's like building a house, if you don't have a firm foundation and understanding of what you're dealing with, that house is not going to stay long. So the same mm-hmm. thing with herbalism. Eventually, you either going to hurt yourself or you're going to hurt somebody else if you don't have a firm foundation. So at least I could do that for those people that come to me for their herbs, or I can give them a stronger foundation of what they're working with. And I don't believe in codependency either. So I really want you to get what you get
0: and go ahead. (laughs) No, nope, no code dependency, just pure like education and mm-hmm. and great product. That's what I gathered from you know what you Thank sell. You. So again, that is really appreciated. And then too, sometimes you'll buy something and you'll forget why you bought it. Like, yes. What did I get this for? I do What's it all the time. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was blah blah blah. So that's why. All right, ma'am. So I saw that you have currently 15% off of your loose, organic and wild crafted herbs. Yes,
1: I just did that. I think I'm going to do that to the end of the month because it's happy hoodoo heritage month for us. So yeah, that's going to be into the end of October.
0: Okay. And um, do you have like sales pretty regularly, especially going into the holiday season? Or are you going to be having more? possibly
1: i'm gonna say this my ancestors have been on me about not doing that as much gotcha just because my prices are already reasonable where they're they at they
0: are they are <laughs> so
1: they're like uh you need to cut that out yeah Stop
0: i'm trying to give stuff away <laughs> girl look when i tell you mine have been getting on me about that too mm-hmm. and then with fat joe talking about yesterday's price is not today's price exactly i'm like okay i got it i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna change my price you know you learn that the hardest lesson in herbalism because
1: there'll be times you'll have one price and i always have to check and then harvest season change so herb price goes sky high because it's hard to get it yeah and then you forget to change your prices and then you're taking a loss i'm like oh i can't be doing this this
0: is not gonna work out Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I see okay. why they said that, because mm. you just right now, especially in the climate we're in, you just yes. don't know.
1: Yes. You just don't
0: know. So that's that's good. That's a good practice to do. <laughs> yeah, we can't,
1: so we won't be happy. We can't have you
0: this. losing money. We can't do that. We We yeah. weren't created for that. So you also, um, are you still offering the consultations for people um, for the medicinal consultations? Uh,
1: Yes, ma'am. I offer, they are $25 for 30 minutes for the medicinal. And I also started offering the spiritual herbal consultations. So that is, um, that's an hour long. And that is $75. It connects you not only to herbs that show up medicinally, but herbs that show up spiritually for you. Mm. And also connects if an ancestor shows up. That's my favorite part. Um, A lot of people's ancestors are ready. And as soon as they find somebody that's ready to talk to them, they be right there like, hey, I have a lot to tell you. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> oh well,
0: that that has to be awesome. That has it is to be awesome. awesome.
1: It's so rewarding. It's amazing. Um, a lot. Some answers don't want to talk too much, but at least they show up. But um, that's a consultation that I added on that
0: I really, really enjoy. Oh, I really enjoy that. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was to that extent. I didn't Mm. know that. That's so beautiful. I love that. It's beautiful. Well, I'm just going to tell y'all, I'm going to have all of Alicia's information in the show notes and you can go in, you can click, look at her website, follow her on her social media, get all the wonderful magic that this woman has to offer because she's truly magical. So... (laughs) Thank you, Alicia, so much for coming and gracing us with your beautiful presence and knowledge today. I am so honored that you are here. Thank you so much, sis.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy this. You know, I was a little bit nervous at first, but I'm glad your energy is so soothing to me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much, sis. And Again, I'm going to put all of her information in the notes so you'll be able to connect with Alicia and get your questions answered, get your consultations booked, get all that, okay, because you won't regret it. So thank you all again for joining us here, right here on the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rozell. and until next time, I will see you all later. Bye for now. you later.
1: Bye.